It is Wednesday, August 9th, and the Give and Go Show is back in your life. My name is Griffin Queen, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Ferentinos. But this week, What's we good? are not joined by Matt Modai. He is going to be gone for this week, next week, and the following week. So essentially, the remainder of August. Uh, however, we are still joined by Elliot Chiotani, our dungeon master, our producer, our uh, one-day famous background, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and introducing if you watch the list night podcast you might recognize him if you don't watch the list night podcast you might recognize him andrew simon thanks for joining us buddy thank you yeah best known as uh in the top two of three best looking and funniest of the list night crew <laughs> is that okay 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 i feel like i was gonna say can there you, might be can a dig, dig in there i feel like maybe i'm not part of the top two for <laughs> any of those categories so that's that's tough for me well I, I say top two for me, but I'm not two. Okay. Do you think <laughs> I'm going to ask you this before we get going? I'm going to ask you this, and I want you to be, I want you to be honest. I want you to tell the people and and Ferentinos, you're welcome to jump in on this if you have an opinion. Who's funnier between you and List Night co-host Thomas Albert? Because we know that it's not me. We know Ooh. that I'm the least funny. But the two of you are very funny people. I'm curious if you do think you're funnier than him, or if you think his shotgun approach is uh winning the day <laughs> it, it, well, i was gonna say that's first. a that that's a question for me griffin yeah it's a question <laughs> for you andrew i'm it, curious well, if you have a high opinion of yourself or not well i think i think the faithful list night followers the, the, the millions out there know that uh thomas swings at everything that he is yes. so <laughs> his number of jokes that land is probably higher than my number of jokes that land his okay. his batting average is around zero point zero zero four percent. Wow! So he's swinging at everything. That's I can't believe they're letting him have that many pitches. And they're keeping him. I mean, I guess I wouldn't refer to list night as the majors. I probably wouldn't even call it like single A ball. We're like, what 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 uh what division are the uh, Savannah Bananas in? I think they're in their own division. I think that's just okay. Like we're in the division league. below that. Can we make that? We try and do what we, they do, but we're can, not good at it. Can we make back, basketball Flower references only? M. We could do. We could do basketball references. We're like the um, U fifteen uh, Real Madrid <laughs> Euro League team. That's that's where we are on skill level. Yeah. Well, also, hey, those um, kids are nasty though. So. I mean, right, but I'm. Not, they're also they're also 14 years old. So I mean, look, there's there's none nobody, of them are over nobody. six feet tall. Griffin, the only other thing I wanted to say from your intro was that I didn't realize that Modi was going to be out for three weeks. I thought it was just this week. So um, I only got my check for filling in for this week. So I don't know if I'm going to. Do those come in installments or how does that work? They come in installments. Yeah, because of all the tax evasion, we do one via check one via paypal or x or whatever you want to call it and uh one will either be zelle or venmo depending on which app i've been banned from by the end of the month yeah fair enough yeah yeah no one else is getting paid but hey look guest house they got to get paid they got to eat they got kids to feed so we know griffin's a west coast man likes the lakers also the wizards uh do we want to figure out who andrew's nba team is who he follows i don't know if the yeah, fans got i don't a... know if it's been public we've got we've got a whole ball, list but... of questions for andrew because there really isn't that much basketball to talk about this week 
Um, but you know, I, I did prepare some lists for him. I did, I will admit I'll break kayfabe a little bit. I did tell him ahead of time what those questions were going to be so that he wasn't taken completely by surprise. Because again, if you have watched list night before, when we like to surprise people with things, they tend to, uh, crash and burn. Um, so, you know, it's good practice for any high production show. I mean, if you watch like a late night talk show, which I don't think anyone has since 2010, but like the, the the host will always be like, hey, so yeah, I heard that you have a seven-year-old son who's doing soccer now. Tell us about that. Like, you didn't know that. That was a producer yeah. thing in the background. <laughs> I will say I do watch, I'll watch some Conan clips on YouTube, but I don't know. The, I think the last time, I think you're probably right. The last time I watched anything late night on TV, maybe 2010, maybe, maybe early college for us. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. Whenever uh, Craig, not Craig Kilborn, uh, who was the the uh, Irish guy? Scottish? Irish? Uh, Craig oh, Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Whenever Craig Ferguson stopped being on the Late Late Show, that's when I was absolutely out. He was hilarious. He was yeah. a funny guy. The under under appreciated. the best to do it. Too under, good. Under appreciated. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when your show goes on at one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so to uh, Ferentinos' question, you know, obviously I'm a Lakers and Wizards guy. Ferentinos, everyone knows, is a Nets guy, although sometimes he's a Mavs guy. I feel like at one point he might have been a Cavs guy, a Heat guy, a Warriors guy. He might be a Spurs <laughs> guy this year. Uh, who's your team? Who, 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 who do you root for? Yeah, so when it comes to the NBA, I, you know, the Wizards, the Wizards are my number one. I have to admit that uh, my Wizards fandom has come in probably like three waves, and and those three waves are pretty fair weather fan uh, related, based on when the when the Wizards either have a legend on their team or uh, are actually making runs. So like, so Gilbert Arenas. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like my my formative years of being a Wizards <laughs> fan are like the Jordan return years, like 2001 to 2003, of course, like, of course, I, even, even being, a, a we a call pretty, that the, uh, the nine 11 era. <laughs> Probably shouldn't, but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, the, the real Jordan era, the Jordan wizards era, it, it was like my, uh, coming of age to the NBA, even though I was only eight years old. Um, sure. that was, that was like the, the wake up call for sure. But then the wizards also had, you know, like the, they, they had entertaining years, um, obviously, with the big three of Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, and Karan Butler, like around 2003 to 2007. And then a little bit of a downturn. And then, of course, the John Wall, Bradley Beal years, which, depending on how like m- much of a positive outlook you have, like like Griffin, like th- those, those, the start and end of that era, it was like, you know, somewhere between 2010 and 2017, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So I guess to that point, you know, you started off by saying uh, the legends periods. Are, are we, are we, are we, obviously Michael Jordan, legend. Gilbert Arenas is soft boiled legend. Uh, are we calling John Wall a legend? Because I'm, I'm happy to. I'd love to. But is that consensus? I was thinking more like Jerry Stackhouse. Um, okay. All right. Juan Dixon, Steve Blake, you know, Lonnie, Lonnie Steve Baxter. Blake. The, Steve the, Blake, legend. The Maryland, the Maryland State champion, or uh, the Maryland national champion. Basketball uh, team. <laughs> yeah. 
Maryland, Lonnie, Maryland, Lonnie or Cox. the Wizards and Maryland's version of Carmel Anthony. You know, guys who won a college championship and then you know never won an NBA title. Yeah. So it, yeah. So I I will say when it comes to when it comes to basketball in general, like I grew up just playing rec basketball, obviously playing uh, basketball in Flower Hill with the guys just outside. Um, and probably more so than the Wizards, though, uh, the Maryland Terrapins teams when I was a kid were like kind of like my number one basketball team that I would root for. So that's what made like that 2001 to 2004 era of Wizards so much like more hype for me as a kid was that they just happened to take Juan Dixon, Steve Blake, Juan and Dixon. Lonnie Baxter, like literally the guys that I like worshipped and won a national championship for Maryland, and they all ended up on the Wizards. So that was huge. Yeah, you would you would honestly think that that the Wizards, considering they have such struggles with actually having any sort of local fan base, would do things like that more often. But like off the top of my head, the only like genuine. He's a lotto pick, so I understand why they took him when they did. But the only recent guy that I remember from the DMV being with the Wizards, like actually being a major contributor for them, was Otto Porter uh, out of Georgetown, and that yeah. was he was drafted in what 2011, 2012. Like it's it that was a long time ago. Maybe 2014. It might have been a little bit more recent than that, but even still, like they they don't go to the Georgetown pipeline. They don't go to the Maryland pipeline. They don't go to the UVA pipeline. They're just not getting any of these guys. Yeah, they even need to. What was that? Even if they're not, even if they're not um, local colleges, they need to go back to like the the DMV AAU ball pipeline because the DMV area, you know, has huge basketball talent. And I feel like you know, KD obviously came came out of Maryland and the state of Maryland, not not the college, but. Um, that's that's where the Wizards need, <laughs> to, get come out to. Of the need, need to get back to their roots. Yeah. Yeah. We can't even get like a Michael Beasley or a Victor Oladipo or uh, any of those guys. Like we're, we're we build a lot of talent, but none of them want to. And I understand why. I understand why they don't want to play for the Wizards. But like if the money's equal, make an offer to some of these guys. Get get some hometown fans in these stands. So we're not getting just absolutely blown out by like the Raptors all the time. A little shout out to Elliot there. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, and- I have submitted my, uh, my highlight tape to the wizards quite a few times and haven't heard anything back. So it's not like we're trying. This could be the year, man. This, this could be the year. You just get a little <laughs> late in life growth spurt. You, you go from a soft five, four to a, a, a hard six, nine. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're going from soft to hard, but you know, that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> A hard bell sprout. Um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if you're the homegrown talent that I was. Uh, that I was, you know, hoping that the Wizards get, but but maybe you you did you did kill it in 21 growing up. So I'll give you that. Grown grown being like the operative term there. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Actually, well, I, was I can't say no offense. To that absolutely <laughs> offense. But yeah, well, Griffin. To to summarize, yes, Wizards are my team through and through. Sure. But I, like I said, I admit to being kind of a fair weather NBA fan at times. Like literally, probably since 2018, I watch the NBA. Like I watch the national TV NBA. So whenever there's a big sure. uh, LeBron game, whenever there's a big KD game, whenever there's you know that's that's what I'm watching. Um, right. And, right. And obviously, would you, would- when the playoffs come, I'm I'm into it. But. Um, Unfortunately, I've been I've been a, a bad Wizards fan over the last few years. 
It's not not easy to be a good Wizards fan. I'll say that. Uh, would you describe yourself as, as more of a Maryland fan still? Are you are you tuning into Maryland basketball? Uh, are you watching them regularly or going to games? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, been a been a pretty bad uh, Maryland fan as well. Um, you know, th- I'm hoping that this being a guest here today um, revitalizes my my basketball fandom in in a in a way that I've been needing it for the last few years. I think it's more likely to kill your basketball fandom, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, while we're on the topic of, of favorites, uh, you know, obviously we're doing this kind of like a list, but not not so much. Favorite player, you know, I, obviously, as we noted earlier, you're a big 9-11 guy. So I understand if it's Wizards, Michael Jordan doesn't need to be on a specific team, doesn't need to be college pro, whatever, like whatever you want to say, whoever your favorite player is, wherever they played. Anybody come to mind? Anybody who really uh, made you love the game? Um, yeah, I feel like as a, I will say like, in addition to like watching the game growing up, obviously video games were a big a big piece of it too. So like, I always had favorites in the games that that we would play growing up, from NBA Street to. NBA Live, pretty NBA much Live. those two on, on GameCube were like the go-tos. Um, so but 06, just to, just to be specific, with Dwayne Wade on just, the cover, just NBA Live 06. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a it's a boring pick, but I will say like I I I was a huge fan of the Big Fundamental, Tim Duncan, all like like those Spurs teams. Even though they could be boring, they were so much fun to watch, um, and. You know, I I jest with you, Griffin, but I've I've also always been a Shaq guy. Shaq is just the most dominant player I've ever seen, and I know it. And I, I know it. And he's also hilarious and can rap. So um. I I I don't think it's a boring pick hey, to say Tim Duncan. I think yeah, the DM just said it in the chat. Literally, never heard anyone say Duncan is their favorite player. I have heard people say, it, but like if you're talking about that era of basketball, Tim Duncan's not cracking most people for for talent. He might be number one, but for Favorite players, you got Kevin Garnett, you got Steve Nash, you got Kobe Bryant, you got D Wade. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think are probably going say, before Tim Duncan. Like, so I think that's a good pick. That was very dumb. That was an era when like shooting guards, I feel like when um we're all around the same age, like I grew up idolizing running backs in the NFL and they're like bottom Ooh, of the tier look. when it comes to getting paid. But also like shooting guards in the NBA, like point guards kind of, but it was still an era when point guards are more of the distributors and like everyone wanted to be the shooting guard all their job was was to score so like Allen iverson kobe bryant ray allen when he was prime like and those are the guys that were like leading those teams so it's just in- interesting to see where basketball from that era too t-mac yeah. yeah like shit his first year i think lebron was listed as a shooting guard because he was mm-hmm. still super light that first year he was listed uh fucking kevin so durant his first 03. year with the sonics was listed as a shooting guard which doesn't make any sense because he's seven feet tall, but they listed him as a shooting guard. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be like the fucking bucket getter. Like Mike. Yeah. 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 No, I, so, I mean, I, I, I guess if I had to, to literally just pick one, it, it would probably be Shaq, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm a product of two of, you know, being a two thousands kid and like, Sure. You you give me highlights of like Jason Kidd, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant, like any of them, I, I could sit on the couch and watch those for days. Um, yeah. And then like in today's NBA, like there's there's just so much talent that 
that's that's why I would rather just watch the national game, like the games on national TV when when Luca's playing, mm-hmm. when when Giannis is playing, um, yeah, like, I, you know, rather than sit there and, and convince myself that you know the Wizards are are gonna win one to to get to the twenty five <laughs> wins on the season. You're not tuning into a uh, Wizards Pistons game in in early March. Yeah. When both teams are struggling for their thirtieth win, that's honestly that's healthy. That's that's good for you. I was going to say you're saying that with a tone that implies that you're not doing that, and I know that I'm absolutely are. doing that. We'll say, the only year that I didn't do that was the year after the bubble when it was the Russell Westbrook year, and they ended up making a really good run towards the end of that season. But I had already kind of clocked out at that point, and I was so like. I was so sick of watching Bradley Beal and I was so sick of watching that cast of characters. And I was so tired of our coaching and our front office. And I watched, you know, probably the last few weeks of the season where they ended up going like 12 and three or whatever it was. But that team, that team might've been the wizards team that really like broke me because I was like, nothing about like working for the play in is the least enjoyable thing to watch in basketball. Unless it's this most recent year with the Lakers where it was like, yeah, we're working for the play-in because we could win a title. And the DM confirmed just to say that KD and LeBron were confirmed listed as shooting guards, which is nuts. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, memory. (laughs) That's a man who spends, referring to myself, a man who spends a lot of time on basketball reference. That is something that no one should have any reason to know. That's why we love him. The data guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, look, Shaq, Shaq's a great pick, you know, RIP Kobe Bryant, but I imagine Shaq would be very near the top of his list as well. So you're in, you're in good company picking him. He would not be near the top of my list because Kobe over Shaq forever, pow over Shaq forever. But (laughs) like, like I know that more popular picks are people like, um, like AI and, and Steph because they're like smaller guys and more fans can like look up to them and be like, Oh, that's a more realistic you know, like if I just get really good at shooting or get, get really good at handles, like, no, I don't want that. I want something so unachievable, this like mammoth of a, <laughs> of a dude who's just going to dominate the the other teams in a way that like no little kid can ever aspire aspire to actually be. I mean, look at the last three MVPs. You got Joel Embiid, who's about seven feet tall, like 280 pounds. You've got Jokic, two time in a row, who's about seven feet tall, probably about 280 pounds. And you've got Giannis who's about seven feet tall, about 250 pounds. No one's ever going to look like them. Like player, people are not going to look at their games and be like, yeah, I could play like those guys. You play like a slightly smaller version or a, a significantly smaller version of Jokic. But like those guys are mad famous and no one is ever going to look like them. Counterpoint. I think our free throw percentage is something that we can achieve and is similar to Shaq's game. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Just saying. Enough. I'd be thrilled. <laughs> I was at free throw percentage. I was at a Wizards <laughs> Jazz game a couple of years ago when I was in town very briefly uh, for the holidays. And if you bought floor seats, there was like a thing after the game where you could shoot a free throw on the court, and everybody got to shoot one free throw. And me and my brother-in-law mm-hmm. and the guy that we were there with went and we lined up. And I mean, it was a line of it was probably fifty to one hundred people doing this including the three of us, probably 80% of those people missed that free throw because it's very different (laughs) 
on an end. Like, like even if the, the, the distance is the same, it's like having nothing behind the basket and stretching out and then having like the rows, even if no one's in them, there is a weird pressure to how fucking big an NBA arena is when you're actually trying to shoot on one of those baskets. Yeah, I can only imagine. I I I feel like we 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 didn't give Shaq enough credit for the fact that he made them when they counted. So <laughs> Elliot said, know. "I I can hit Shaq's weight, no problem." <laughs> Just got to work on the height. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't honestly. I, I would love I do, to see. I don't that. think he can. <laughs> what do you guys think Shaq is walking around at right now? Two eighty five. Oh no, three Whoa. three twenty three twenty five. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, right probably. now I'm gonna, uh, so just because he's you, so you huge. Think he, I mean, that might not be bad for him. Like I'm just saying, like I think that's about. right. I'm gonna say 340. Could be, could be. Yeah. Although he might like, be one Andrew, of those guys. Yes, and then the DM. One pound can confirm. <laughs> Price you're taking the under. Rules. Price is right. <laughs> DM, make sure you let us know in the, the uh, in the in the chat how much Shaq weighs right now. Get whatever the most recent weight is possible that you can. Uh, his playing weight, I want to say he was probably, for the Magic, probably like 275. For the Lakers, probably like 305. Well, that's why my initial guess. You don't need like, to look no, those no, up, no, though. No, no, those, I feel like the Magic those are unimportant. 100%. Yeah. yeah. When he was playing yeah. for the Magic, he was like LSU Shaq, like running down the court, bringing up the ball. It's kind of interesting, I think, where his game would have gone if Shaq grew up in more of a modern NBA. Like if he would have been more of a Jokic type, but he probably could still be as dominant, like dunking and being in the paint. Although Shaq's interesting. I was just reading a thread about Dwayne Wade being salty and again talking about how he didn't get as many free throws or superstar calls in the 06 finals. And I didn't realize the context to that was in 2003 and four, they changed it so that defenders and post players were not allowed to play defense basically in the post. Otherwise it would be a foul. And that's when, like, that was really one of the first series where we saw Dwayne Wade, who was an amazing at getting to the rim, but who could clearly take advantage of those fouls and at something like that had to come into play, which I just thought was really interesting because we see in the modern NBA today, all the most hateable players, James Harden, Chris Paul, Trey Young, who hasn't made the Team USA team again, all they do is foul bait. And it's kind of, it's been Definitely a um, departure from more entertaining basketball in certain ways. Obviously, I think the game is so much better because there's so much more talent and every player is so much better. But it is kind of interesting. I'd love to see, like, I do miss just watching a player go into the paint and dunk with authority with, like, no regard for human life. It's like you miss those plays that don't really happen as much anymore. Well, yeah, they changed um, in the early 2000s. They changed the illegal defense rules and – um they changed they got rid of hand check well, te- like hand hand technically rules. still exists but they reduced yeah. the uh ability to hand check people um and you used to have to cover somebody so you couldn't have guys out in open space that would rotate onto somebody so everybody was basically in single coverage all the time which is how Shaq obviously was able to just barrel to the rim because you couldn't mm-hmm. have three bodies on him he wasn't getting triple teamed until he entered the paint couldn't couldn't do that back then. So I think honestly, if, if you had Shaq today, I think he'd still dominate. Um, obviously not at his current age or weight, but <laughs> if you had like prime out of college Shaq, I think he's one of the best 
athletes that we've probably ever seen to be that size and and that height and as athletic as he was. I mean, the guy was incredible. Uh, Elliot mentioned in the chat in people a few months back, he was 370 pounds. So we were all wrong. Damn. (laughs) Uh, You were pretty far away at one pound. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Matt, I like the big uh, boy. I liked your uh, reference. That was a that was a LeBron James call, right? Who was the announcer? It's like with no regard for human life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it might have been a Mike Breen uh, banger. I feel like I'm trying to. It sounds like, like it could have been. Could have been a Mike Breen. Could have been a Kevin Harlan. You know, there's a couple, couple, couple good guys. Honestly, Hubie Brown always had some really, really good ones. Although he was a little bit more uh, tactful in his things. He's still going. Ninety years old. Gotta respect him. Did we announce? Uh, we're really happy that Mark Jackson – well, not that anyone loses his job, but that we don't have to hear him talk during NBA No, I'm happy anymore. that he lost his job. I think Mark Jackson's <laughs> a piece of shit. I, I, that is like – Mark Jackson is not like, you know, random Joe Schmo that collects garbage every day making $45,000 a year who I'm going to be like, oh, no, I got to fight for this man's job. Mark Jackson has made enough money that I don't feel bad about him losing his job. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah I feel like the, like the – the announcer and ESPN layoffs is like your is, is your guys like biggest uh, off season topics to talk about. That's where there's been the most movement. It's just in the yeah. In the- Look, if fucking Dame Lillard would ever get traded somewhere, maybe some other things could actually happen. But for the time gotcha. being, you've got like 28 other teams that are waiting on one guy to go somewhere else, and we all know where where, he, where he's going. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's like yeah, the. And then I guess Trey Young getting snubbed. Well, not really snubbed from the Team USA team has been a thing thing. I've seen, like, headlines of people being like, it's ridiculous that he's not on the team. All he wants to do is play for Team USA. It's like, well, if he does, then I think he should try to adapt to be more of a team ball player. I understand the reason why you would go Brunson and Halliburton over a Trey Young. But I don't know. Do you think uh, it's a legitimate snub, Griffin? Or do you think he deserves a spot on Team USA? I'm is it a snub in the most literal sense where you're talking about like, this is a guy who is an all-star like all NBA a- potentially level player who wants to play. Yeah. Yes. Is it a snub in terms of putting out the best team possible? No. I mean, I think that they've put out basically of the young guys in the league, they've, they've put out the best team possible. Um, I did. I was curious, you know, how you felt about who they were starting in the lineup. We can probably talk about that honestly next week or the following week. Once we get to FIBA, Mm-hmm. because they're still talking, you know, potentially they might put Austin Reeves in the starting lineup in place of Jalen Brunson. They might put Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup in place of Jalen Brunson. Like they're still kind of to playing with it while they go through workouts. Um, but we'll, we'll know a little bit more. What is it? It's August 9th. I think it starts on August 25th in the next two weeks. We should have an idea of who their actual fixed lineup is going to be. And we can talk about it a little bit more at that point. But I don't feel bad for Trey Young. Like, I, I feel – let me say again. I feel bad for him. It sucks. But his his game is not conducive to what you need for international basketball. It just isn't. Yeah, and that's what I was seeing a lot. Of, it's like you don't think that, you know, Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich didn't know what they were doing when they're putting teams together. And I think, like, roster flexibility is clearly the thing that they want to go for when it comes to FIBA is, like, every team's going to be different, trying to match up with different players. And if you're not going to go over screens and you're not going to be a good team player and you need to have such a high usage like Trey Young, definitely not the most conducive for like winning basketball or team basketball. 
Um, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Also, love the uh, AR-15 to Miko Bridges highlights that I've, you were saying. It's a oh, it's a great relationship between the two of them. Um, yeah. You know, you say that <laughs> Bridges gets traded or leaves in free agency to the Lakers in a couple of years. I don't think you're going to love it quite as much. And I don't think we should rule that out just because, I mean, he's <laughs> an all-star level guy who's, you know, building his fame, I would say. And, yeah. and L.A. is a great place to do that. Uh, particularly if the Nets decide that this is not the core of their future. Uh, but no, it's it's two young guys who are both like under 23, 24, who are both incredible off-ball, on-ball defenders. Like they do everything. They both do everything. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Bridges was so coveted. Even after the Nets got him, people were like, they should just flip him for four picks. Like just keep all the picks coming and go like an OKC route. But I'm kind of curious to see what the Nets will put together. I mean – if you go by Instagram, Ben Simmons, lock and load defensive player of the year this year. Yeah, we're looking forward to the back. best Ben Simmons season <laughs> since he was on the uh, all defense teams and, and was like a, he was like fourth place for defensive player of the year one year. Like he was up there. Yeah. I only, uh, Andrew, Instagram. you, 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 your sports takes are based on Instagram. Yeah. Or, uh, or <laughs> actually, they're based on X. Are we calling it that? Are, are we calling it X on this spot? I, I refuse to call it. I, Until I'm the they Twitter switch man. the mini thumbnail of it still being the blue bird, because I like click on my box and then it's X. But when I like look at the little thumbnail and like my organized thing for media, it still has the little blue Twitter bird. So no, it's yeah. it's gonna be Twitter. I think they I did a very, kicks his ass. They did a very sloppy <laughs> job of uh, of of updating the uh, the user interface and like all the branding. Just when you're sending like a, a message on X, well, of course it's like a porn site. I mean, that's honestly that's where the internet is, is trending. Uh, what's the quote? Like, it's if they ever ban uh, porn from the internet, the only website that'll be left is what happened to the porn. Bring back the porn dot com. <laughs> um, if you're if you're if you're on X, and I don't know the answer to this, I'm asking you guys genuinely, and you send a message, what previously would have been called a tweet. What do they call it now? What is that? What are you doing? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I, an, I don't know. An X? You send an X? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Zeet with an X? Z, Z, <laughs> Elliot's saying in the chat that Zeet. That can't be true, right? Like that, oh, my God. <laughs> any word that starts with X and has letters after it is not something that people are going to pronounce as a verb. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. I'm excited for the XBA. The first the XFL, <laughs> then X, and now the X. I say XBA. Well, did you see what's back? Did you see Vince, it was it was Vince going McMahon, on when I was in go. when I was in Vegas uh, a week or two ago? Slam balls back. I saw yeah, I, I was oh. I was flipping around ESPN plus and I saw some slam ball going on. And I was like, are they really playing this from 2001? Uh, again, great year. <laughs> no, it's new. It's new. <laughs> Yeah. Also, big big flex that uh, Andrew apparently has money. ESPN Plus. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, I, I use Matt. I use Matt. Oh. Well, Matt, last week, I don't know if you saw this, tried to give out my Crunchyroll login to anyone watching the Give and Go show. So everyone's sharing one account for everything, it seems. Mm. Well, that's I kind of get why factor authentication yeah. is just very annoying. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of why we need it. Uh, Andrew, I've got a couple more questions for you, and then I think we're going to get out of here. Like I said, we don't really have a whole lot of basketball to talk about this week. We've got 
summer camps happening for FIBA. Uh, none of the actual NBA teams are in camp yet, so there's nothing going on in that uh, side of things. So basically, like Matt was mentioning, everything is just like Instagram workout videos for guys right now, which based on Instagram workout videos, everyone is in contention for MVP this year. <laughs> um, favorite sports movie. I don't know if we ever talked about this on list night, but do you have a favorite sports movie? And if so, what is it? Any sport. Yeah, I mean, objectively, it's probably some combination of the Rocky and Creed series. I we need to we need we we don't have enough time in this uh, in this live stream to uh, to go through the whole list of order of those movies. But in, we'll just say in general, that's that's probably my my number one. It's, it's somewhere in there. Um, but like along with like Remember the Titans, uh, Forty Two, Moneyball, um, and uh king richard <laughs> i haven't seen king richard is it that good uh no i just picked i picked a recent one that i liked but it's pro it's probably not oh, my okay. like, top five but it's it you know those those first you know a tennis movie i'm excited for that new one with uh zendaya where she definitely fucks those two white boys <laughs> Dude, have y'all seen this, this? See. <laughs> yeah. no apparently it's part of why Tom Holland took his break from acting. I don't know if that's true. That might have just been people talking shit on Twitter. I saw the meme like, after, and it was pretty brutal for my guy Tom. Yeah, I saw like, the, the trailer. They played the trailer <laughs> before uh, either Barbie or Oppenheimer, and I had already seen the trailer at home. But I thought it was like a fever dream, so I just I I, I put it out of my head. She definitely has. She's definitely getting a train run on her by these two like little like five eight white boys. So Matt, you know you're in contention. Elliot sent a link, but I'm not going to click on it because I'm, I'm on not going to click computer. it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm also on a work computer. I'm not going to click it. You can't you'll just say safe for work after the fact, Elliot. We don't. We're not. We're not playing those games. Um, good list. I really like that you brought it back to our 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 Rocky days of determining which is the best Rocky movie. Crazy that we had that entire argument. Granted, we had it for years and years before the Creed series even existed. And now you could very reasonably make an argument that the Creed movies would be in the top four Rocky movies. But yeah, you know. um, but the more I'm looking at this list, I have I have um, boxing, boxing, football, baseball, baseball and tennis. So I need to I need to give a basketball movie. Um and I'm gonna go with love and basketball. Great choice. That's a good choice. You're gonna go Joanna Man, but I'm glad you went love and basketball. I honestly thought you were gonna go <laughs> Coach Carter. I feel like that's a, uh, a, a that might be the most recent basketball movie. There's not a lot of basketball movies. Was Coach Carter also Denzel? Nah, it's uh Sam Jackson. What am I thinking Air of then? Pretty racist to you though. Elliot, Elliot said Air no. Bud. <laughs> I, guess, I feel like Denzel could be a good coach in any movie. You know, maybe it's just too much. Remember the Titans, but I was honestly going as like thinking of because I was. I'm currently not in my uh, home of Charleston, but still close to the beach on a family vacation. Sure. And we were talking about at the old Frederick Keys days where we would go and watch the movies on the screen and do like a sleepover yeah. there. And they played. What's the one with the? Is it called like the rookie where he's? um little kid on the cubs has like the crazy arm like super fast rookie of the year. is that the rookie rookie of the year and then little giant the rookie is the, the rookie Sandlot. is dennis quaid 
Yeah, the rookie's That's Dennis right. Quaid when he like is a forty year old who goes and pitches in the majors. Yeah. Yeah. Is rookie that, of the year is a better uh, movie. I wonder if that was supposed to be that Robert Redford movie, uh old old time baseball movie. I forgot what it was called, but he's got a his bat called Wonder Boy. I don't know. Super old. I can't think of it. And it's gonna It would have me. to be. Robert Redford's been dead or not dead, but been retired for a while. DM, I need some help. <laughs> but it's very Robert good Redford, movie. not dead. Not um, dead. Didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't die this week. That's gonna that's gonna be really bad for this. I hope Robert Redford lives forever. Oh, hey, we might get some pop. <laughs> um, I hope we don't. I'd rather this pod never have viewers. Um, Elliot, Elliot mentioned Airbud. Airbud is uh, it's a childhood favorite, um, but it's it, it's 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 most memorable or like the best two parts of Airbud to me are obviously like the newspaper scene where he's got to choose between his shitty clown owner and his new owner. And, uh, but then the, the my favorite is the Airbud rule. Like when, when people will, <laughs> you guys know what that, like when they, when people will be like, it's um, the Airbud rule or Airbud principle. And it's, it's basically like, it's not against the rules unless it specifically says. Oh rule. yeah. 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 You know, ain't no rule that says the dog can't stop can't a dog from playing because there's no rule against it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sure, love when people sure. use that and and like refer to it as the Airbud rule. It's been a long time since I've seen Airbud. If I remember correctly, they don't play that much basketball in that movie. It's barely a sports movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, um, there was one. Oh, semi semi pro was a uh, another recent one that that came to mind for basketball. I think that's probably more recent than Coach uh, Carter. Classic Jackie Newman dodgeballs, good sports yeah. movie. Well, not a basketball movie, but sure. If we can throw in miniseries, <laughs> like obviously the Last Dance, I love. It's it's oh it was oh, it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a perfect COVID watch. Ferentinos and I watched some of that together when we were uh, semi quarantining together. Which I, when I say it like that, makes it sound I, like. Something I, weird. I thought you were gonna say semi nude or yeah. I, I thought this. Was we probably weird. were semi nude. We were probably not wearing shirts. That sounds like the two of us. This is love and basketball too. Honestly, the last the one dance. nobody wants to see. Yeah. Last dance, really great. Uh, if if you could choose a mini series, I think I'd probably choose that too. Uh, last question for you, and you cannot answer the Give and Go Show or the List Night Podcast. Not that you would. Favorite podcast. <laughs> tell us about it. I'm looking for more podcasts, and I'd like to know what it is. Well, Griffin, you're not going to be surprised by what it is, because I, when I was in L.A., I made you come to it. I made you come to a live oh, version God. of it. True, um, true. It's Off Book, the improvised musical podcast, which, uh, which is uh, by two amazing improvisers, and they improvise an entire musical every week. Um, although they actually, they wrapped up the, the podcast, the weekly podcast with, with their 300th episode, like that just finished up last month. Um, and they said they're still going to do like live shows and, and they'll add to the podcast feed like sparingly. Um, but then they dropped an episode last week and it was three hours long and they, they like recapped the first hundred episodes and they're going to do two more episodes where they like do a quick, like review of all 300 of their episodes to kind of like come up with like themes and like characters that they liked that they created on the spot improvised to 
end the show with a fully scripted musical that they're actually going to write based on their improvised musicals that they did 300 of. So it's, I, I can't wait for it. That's there's so many layers to that. That's like the most inside baseball version of improv ever. I'll probably check it out because if you like it, I imagine it's at least decent. Not that you're like the purveyor of great things, but you've got some good takes. So, uh, yeah, I, I will say when we went to see them live, that was one of the funniest nights of uh, comedy content, musical, whatever you want to say uh, that I've ever been to. So definitely, definitely worthwhile. I will check out the pod. I don't think I've ever actually listened to the pod by itself. I've only seen the in-person thing that you brought us to. So I'll add it to the list. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other favorite one of all time, Matt, Matt knows his binge mode, Harry, specifically Harry Potter, but I, I love all their, all their seasons. Um, and then other than that, I just listen to, you know, left wing politic podcasts, <laughs> you know, Ooh, you know, know you know, me, you know, me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on brand. So, yeah. Well, cause you, cause you're on the far right and you got to know what the enemy's saying, right? <laughs> Keep the friends close and our enemies close here. <laughs> right 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 keep them in your ears i guess all the time whenever you're walking around dc keep keep on listening to uh those lib cucks see on on list night it's great because we're not live so we can just pretend like we're gonna cut stuff out we never do because we, have, we don't we don't pay the editors enough but we can say like whatever we want and then pretend like we're gonna cut it out here you know we're, we're live so you know i'll bite my tongue that's okay who knows who's watching and i also i couldn't make edits i actually did make edits to an episode a week or two ago because farentino's lost uh audio for about 10 minutes and we didn't know which is kind of an indictment on us that he was talking and no one noticed uh so i had to cut out a bunch of a bunch of stuff that he was uh not saying or or like pauses when we were trying to get him back on the audio maybe i will make some edits to this maybe i'll uh have you say horrible terrible things that i'll dub over we'll see Griffin, I actually before before we um, wrap up, I have a couple questions for the two of you. One of which is a uh, is kind of a list night crossover question, uh, list night give and go crossover question. Um, okay. From the from I think it was from the episode that Elliot was on, which was the rules we would change in sports. One of my rules Ooh. that I would change for the NBA is that I would um, I would just make the three point line a like um, an actual semicircle so that there's no corner threes anymore. Basically the, right. the, the, yeah, the three point mm. line gets too far it cuts out off and before it, the it cuts, it cuts off before the corner. Um, so are there any NBA rules that you would, that you guys would change? God, that's a good question, man. I really feel like a good guy for preparing you ahead of time and you did <laughs> not do the same for us. Um, Improv baby. That's a good question. Uh, well, NBA. I'll say in the WNBA, if that can I say a WNBA one? I mean, it's pretty sexist that you want to change the WNBA, but the NBA I love the perfect. WNBA. I think I think in the WNBA, and I'm look, I might get some might get some heat for this one, but I think it'll make for a better product. I think they should lower the rims. I don't think you need to lower them a hugely <laughs> significant amount, but if if the the women's game had Just dunking, the dunk. yeah. yeah. You don't you don't yeah, need to it lower be... it a ton. Like there are women that are like right there, and there's a couple that can do like a two hand dunk, and they can like put it in. If you lowered it, and Elliot just said it in the chat, he said four inches. I think four inches Which, would probably for the record be more is than plenty, enough. plenty. Yeah, I think four inches. <laughs> it might be too much. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. I just realized what you said. Um, yeah. Let's make sure we get that on the record. We do make, we do, we do need that on the record, that that is more than enough. We're both in agreement on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. The ball is already a little smaller, right? It is. Yeah. The ball is a little so bit smaller. I think smaller, if they're already but... making changes to it, it would make it a more entertaining product. So I kind of agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Ball is a little bit smaller. Um, kind of, I think like I saw the game length is the same. I saw the um, post comparing, I forgot who won the three point contest in the WNBA, but she set the record, like highest percentage ever. Yeah. She missed like one shot. Like the entire know, time, it's she like, missed like one shot. Who's a better shooter, her or Steph Curry? And I don't want to disrespect. Please, Elliot, if you could give me a name so I can uh, sound a little more knowledgeable here. But they're using a smaller ball. I think like if Curry used the WNBA ball, he never misses a shot. That's just my opinion. But I think it would Is be it cool Sabrina. I think it's Sabrina, right? Yeah. Sabrina Ionescu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she hit she made 30 37 of a potential 40 points, I think. Which is Something insane like and still like no just WNBA players are also I'm not one of those people that could say I would be able to compete cuz I ball and I could play WNBA. No way. I would get waxed. They're so No, they break you. Um, they break you. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm not going to say like, "Oh, I could fight a bear." I'm not one of those people. I'm a little more realistic in that way. But you're not um, a guest on the Joe say- Rogan podcast. <laughs> uh, not not so much of a liver king over J- here. Jamie, pull up that video of that guy fighting that bear. You got to pull up that video. <laughs> she missed two shots, I, according to the DM. So that's fucking crazy. Yeah, she insane. Um, but rule changes wise, get rid of the flop. I think if you flop, it's a technical foul. Specifically, Marcus Smart, Kyle Lowry. I hate it so much. It's such a dumb rule. It doesn't even – it rewards the defensive player for not playing defense because instead of actually getting in a, in a defensive stance and trying to stop the player from attacking the rim, they just throw themselves in front of the player, which is like a not um, – it's a very dangerous move in my opinion and leads to like so many players just landing on people's feet, blah, blah, blah. But also make goaltending legal. Why not? Let's bring it back. Make it more entertaining. Used to be. Used to be legal. Yeah. Uh I actually have another one. I, I like both of yours. I think both of yours would improve the game. I don't know if this one would improve the game. It might make it way worse. If a team is up by 20 points or more and they hit a three-quarter shot, three-quarter court or more shot, game's over. Game, they win game the game. over. <laughs> that, that, like, you have to, you can mercy rule your opponent, but you have to hit a three-quarter court shot to do so. because if you're shooting those and things are like let's say let's say you know lakers are playing the wizards wizards are down 20 of course they are and the lakers start just trying to jack those that's a lot of rebounds for the war for the wizards to collect and like actually set an offense if they keep missing those shots like there's a lot of potential ways at that point for the wizards to try and get back in the game but you know you, you have austin reeves from deep 90 feet away he jacks that shit up. Game over. We're going home. Only 32 minutes into the game. So the Warriors would never play. You think Steph Curry never played fourth quarters before? Like, I could just imagine those Warriors teams ending the game in, like, the second quarter, <laughs> the three-quarter shot. Great. Not they the stay healthy. Warriors, and, you know, people people bitch about yeah. superstars not playing. They would stay healthy all season. I yeah. don't, I don't. I don't hate this. I, like – Basketball is such a game of runs and momentum, though, that I feel like there's plenty of games where a team's down 25 and then with, you know, with four minutes left in the game, it's tied up again. 
Um, Particularly now with the three ball and like the pace and space offenses and all that shit. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say, like, I it's basketball's always since its inception been a game of momentum and a game of runs. But I feel like in since like the the three ball era, it's it's gotten more to the like to the point where it's like, oh, the team you know team I thought was gonna be winning is down twenty. Like it's I'm not gonna worry until there's five minutes left in the game, just because right. it 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 changes so quickly. That is one of the things that I hope that they try. And I, I mean, we talk about this all the time about how much they favor offense. That's one of those things that I really hope they change sometime in the near future, because I think that that makes the game so much less interesting. If you only care about like four to six minutes of basketball, it used to be. And uh, uh, Phil Jackson talks about this in a couple of his books. It used to be once you hit the middle of the third quarter, that's when the game got serious and guys started caring. Now it's like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's a bad move in the wrong direction. You need more of the game to matter, not less of it. Here's another rule change. Hockey substitutions. Just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> just no like, like there players running in and out, like fast yeah. break opportunities or guys are going off for rest. Like just keep it going. Nonstop action. Are you being penalized if you have too many guys on the court at one time? Or do you get like a little bit of leeway? It's it's like the little leeway where you see the guy clearly going to the box and the ice and like sure. if you're like stepping off and the other guys but you have to like run through the designated zone you would have to go through the substitution right. substitution box like yeah. it is in the NBA too and you but like check ins would be crazy I think it'd be pretty fun to watch a game where there was hockey substitutions I think it'd be, be frantic and I'd be there for that that'd be awesome. that would be chaotic that would be chaotic <laughs> yeah. but, but great I think that would work well for slam ball but you put a trampoline at the substitution area. <laughs> so you have do are you jumping yourself out of the uh, like to that trampoline or are Um, you like trampolining yourself off the court here's what you do you put the benches like 10 feet up in the air so in order to get back to your bench you got to jump up or to get from the bench onto the court you jump down So to be clear, so that I fully understand, you're just completely redesigning arenas specifically for the very niche sport that is slam ball. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like Look, I'm into arena. it. I'm into it. I'm not. Like a- I'm not against it. I don't think logistics <laughs> should stop us from arguing for any of these point changes or uh, rule changes. Excuse me. Uh, on a more serious last note, before we go, because how do we I feel about nine eleven? No, because I have been a bad NBA fan, and this 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 uh, conversation has reinvigorated my excitement for the season. Uh, give me one like storyline to watch for, or like one um, like up and coming player to watch for that like me, someone who's not as uh, in tune with the NBA as you guys, should be focused on for the season. Shea Gilgris Alexander. In the Thunder Nuggets, or the Thunder Nuggets, the, uh, the Thunder Nuggets. The- what a team that would be! My God, <laughs> I, really, I really have been slacking on my NBA knowledge. I didn't even know there was a team called the Thunder SGA Nuggets. pick and roll with Jokic. Come on, baby, let's go! <laughs> I do think the Oklahoma City Thunder is actually going to make noise this year. Uh, kind of, I think they will have like a similar to how the Jazz started so hot and like shot up to the three seed. I could see OKC like getting up there and people trying to. Everyone's predicting them to have a pretty good season, but it's still not really known unless you're like really following NBA, but they have a lot of really good young and up and coming players. Um, 
SGA definitely had his like breakout year last year, but I think it's going to just continue. He's going to take another step forward, but they have guys like Chet Holmgren, who I think are going to come and make an impact. Josh Giddy, just the Thunder is stacked. I think they're going to make, um, make a lot of headlines in the West. I'm going to go in a, a little bit different of a direction. Uh, I'm going to tell you a team that's probably not going to be great, but it's probably going to be very fun to watch. I think the Detroit Pistons are going to be a really, really great time this year. And I think Cade Cunningham is likely going to be at the forefront of that between him and Jaden Ivey and a lot of the picks they've had recently. Uh, Cade Cunningham obviously only played like 10 games last season. He was looking really, really good at the end of the previous season. Uh, and then he got hurt very early into last year, missed almost the entire season. I think he's probably going to be one of the best point guards in basketball for probably the next five to 10 years. And it's likely going to start this year. He's got all-star potential. Um, if the Pistons are going to be good again, it's going to be because of what Cade does. And I don't think they're going to have a lot of national TV games this year or next, but I could definitely see if, if they've got, you know, even just 30 wins by the time we get to February, March, they probably will get slotted into a couple national TV games that they wouldn't otherwise have. And they're going to play a lot of teams really hard. So you're going to see some Pistons, Lakers games, Pistons, Warriors, uh, Pistons, Heat, Pistons, Bucks, where the skill differential between those teams is not going to be as significant as people are going to think going in. And uh, I'm, I'm, as a as a Detroit hater, I'm still excited to see what what this this Pistons team can do because I think Detroit basketball is on its way back. And nice. Team USA, yeah. I think Kate is going to put on a show too. I think he, he's been one of the yeah. guys that I always see highlights of him just dominating in practices. And I could see like yeah. him getting some buzz before with the Team USA performance, but continuing in the season. And uh, just to get a little bit from the DM, he said the Rockets, if you want to see games end 145 to 122, which if you watched <laughs> the Wizards a couple of years ago, you would have seen on an actual like daily basis. So if, if, if you're into that full throttle offense, the Rockets are probably going to have it this year. Yeah. They're going to be the 122, though, to be clear. I, I appreciate uh, <laughs> all, all, the, all the insights. Um, I'm going to stick yeah. to slam ball, a slam ball, but, you know, I appreciate it. No, As the number one slam ball guy, I, I, I wouldn't want you to do anything less. Uh, you've always been slam ball's biggest advocate, and I hope that continues for many years. Um, I think with that, I think we're, we're, we're probably pretty good. You know, this is actually longer than I expected us to be here. I thought we were going to go for like 30 minutes. We're pushing an hour right now. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time. Ferentinos, as always, a pleasure. Elliot, shouts to you, our super producer, for staying active in the chat, for helping us out, for hopefully taking good notes so I can clip some things out later. If you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you click that follow button or the subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, comment below if you have anything that you're looking forward to, any rule changes, any thoughts on Andrew's appearance meaning his appearance on the pod, <laughs> not physical appearance, but you're welcome <laughs> to have both. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram, Instagram at give go show on uh, TikTok, the give and go show. I think that feels like it's correct, but I could be wrong. And we will be back next week. Uh, Andrew, hopefully we'll have us, you uh, join us again, particularly once the season gets going. Elliot's got the uh, socials on the screen right now, so make sure you go follow them, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Adios.